Friends, welcome to part two of Philosophy of On Leadership, Developing Your Leadership Philosophy. We're going to talk about, it's going to be kind of random. I just want to talk about some things that may apply to a philosophy of leadership. Do you need one? Do you want one? Why should you have one? Maybe it's not for everybody. I don't know. I don't, there's no right or wrong answers in this. I just want to talk about a philosophy of leadership, kind of what I think about it, and then maybe some things that might go into you developing a leadership philosophy, or you have your own ideas of what goes into a leadership philosophy. All right, you're here with an open mind because that's the rule, not the exception. Here we go. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then a word of caution, you are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of Leadosophy, Tim Wood. All right, friends, welcome back to the show here. Leadership Philosophy Part 2. Glad you could join me. This, this road or this journey to a leadership philosophy or my understanding of leadership philosophy, my my excitement about a leadership philosophy actually started all the way back in 2015. It was about six months after I retired from the United States Coast Guard. And I was actually going to school for philosophy at Florida Atlantic University. And once I, the first week or two of school, I was invited to a leadership workshop slash conference at Yale University. I was actually invited to be a speaker at the first annual it was a leadership ROTC leadership conference at Yale and it was for the ROTC program and there were scores of ROTC students from all over the country University of Michigan some colleges out in California I mean they were all, all over I think Harvard had some some students there and it was fascinating I was I was so humbled to be there that I was really nervous about actually presenting a workshop on leadership because honestly, even after 20 years of being in the Coast Guard and retiring as a chief warrant officer, my initial thought was, why do they want me to talk about leadership? What do I have to offer? And it was definitely a moment of humility for me. Uh, I was, again, I was definitely had the imposter bias going on and there were some titans in the, in the business world there that were talking and, you know, here was just, some dude going a freshman in college at the age of 40 going back to school to get a undergraduate degree. And they want me to talk about leadership. So it took me a few days to realize what I wanted to give a workshop on. I didn't know how many students I, were gonna, I was going to be talking to. I didn't know that I'd probably have between 30, 40, 50 ROTC, ROTC students through different sessions of a workshop. So I wanted to do something really hands-on. And again, leadership is such a broad topic, such a at times mysterious topic. How do you how do you whittle that down into the first ever workshop you have to provide on leadership? And you have to know your audience. This is a, these are were a bunch of ROTC students, many of them going in the military after college. So I th- I thought from that standpoint maybe I could offer them something from a from a military background I could give talk about some of my experiences. But what, what I decided to do the workshop on was creating a leadership philosophy, developing a leadership philosophy. 
And I initially thought that this may not have been a good idea because you're going to have a lot of new leaders, a lot of really followers at first for a beginning part of their military careers, eventually stepping into leadership roles. But I thought, why not put on a workshop about developing a leadership philosophy to tease out some of their fundamental assumptions about leadership? I wanted to know and I wanted to discuss as a group, this was a very rich uh, rich discussion-laden group. We were going to have a lot of dialogue, a lot of discussion. They weren't going to be taking tests or anything like that. I was going to be, it was going to be a workshop, very hands-on, a lot of talk, a lot of throwing out ideas. So I wanted to hear their ideas as 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds of what their idea of, of leadership is, what it was. What's your concept of leadership? What are some of your fundamental assumptions about being a leader or being a follower? What, what do you know about being a follower that may carry you into your first leadership role three, four, five years down the road? So I wanted to tease all of this out in my workshop. We had a lot of fun. I think they maybe took something away with it. It seems from the discussions we had, I hope they took something away from it. I had a few people reach out to me uh, after the conference was over and, and thank me for doing the workshop. And I know I, I learned more from them probably than they learned from me, which I'm okay. I'm okay with. I knew I was going to be in a very, a very intelligent group. Uh, they were eager to learn. They were highly motivated people, and they brought all the energy to the room, which was awesome. I remember standing in a classroom at Yale, in this hundred, hundred, hundreds and hundreds of year old classroom, beautiful wood, old chalkboards, and I was writing. I was writing uh, something about leadership on the on the chalkboard, the blackboard. It's actually there was no whiteboards in this room. It was, it was blackboards. It was chalkboards. I never forget. I was writing on the chalkboard, and I stopped, and you could hear a pin drop in the room. And I turned around and I looked at everybody, and uh, I remember saying out loud, "I said, hey, you know what? If I would have told my father thirty years ago that one day I'd be teaching a, a class." at Yale University, he probably would have probably slapped me in the face. I said, boy, what are you thinking about? So it was a very humbling moment for me, but I took it all in and I was, I was just all inspired to be there. Uh, I had no business being on the Ivy League University campus, but I was there anyways and it was fun. So I appreciate that experience, but that's a quick story on how my, my road down leadership philosophy or developing a philosophy of leadership really started where it was born. And I've, my, since then, I've evolved my idea of what a leadership philosophy means and kind of what I'm talking about today. So I guess one of the first questions for you, and again, if you haven't, if you didn't listen to last episode about, I, I talked about some leadership philosophies that were provided to me in my Leadosophy Facebook group. And they were, I was given one, two, three sentences or phrases that best describe their leadership philosophy. Highly encourage you to go back there and listen to some others, what they think about leadership philosophy or what their philosophy is. That was really awesome. So one of the first questions, again, is do you need a leadership philosophy? Why would you even develop a leadership philosophy? I made this argument on the last episode. You may think you don't have a leadership philosophy, but I can guarantee that you do have one. You may just not have spent time contemplating your philosophy of leadership whether that means working out the kinks of what it is, working out your leadership methods and your leadership style, understanding those methods and style, that's all part of your philosophy, your style of leadership, how you lead. If leadership is a set of skills, 
should you not understand the skills you have? Should you not understand the skills that you don't have, but you need? And I think if you put some time into reflection, self-reflection, contemplation about what your leadership philosophy is or might be, what that might look like, you can start teasing out some of the skills you have or think you have. Start there and start developing this this idea because it all starts with an idea. It's up in the it's up in the mind and something you maybe can commit, commit to paper. So where would you start if you are if you find this maybe a little intriguing, even just a little bit, just a little intriguing? Like you know what, what is my leadership philosophy? Even if I just have to put this thing down into like two or three sentences, what's that going to look like? What are people what are people going to take away? If someone reads my two or three sentence leadership philosophy, what assumptions are they going to make about me and how I lead? Are those the assumptions that I want them to take away? Things to think about. But if I was going to start with a leadership philosophy, I think the first thing I would do is I would think about what do I value? What are my values? What are some of my judgments about what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong, what is ethical, what is not ethical? What gets the most out of people? How do people flourish? What is my idea of human flourishing? And does that even matter in in a work context? What does the organization, what does my organization require from me? What can I give? How much can I give? So that's why I would start. What, what are some of your assumptions about leadership? What is your concept of leadership? What's that look like? What's that look like on paper? If you're going to write down your concept of leadership, what is it? We all have a different concept of leadership. None of our concepts are identical. And that's a good thing. That, bring, that brings out the, the complexity of human nature and how different we all are in leadership roles and followership roles. We all have different personalities, different character traits. That makes us the individual leader that we are. The individual leader that someone needs, that a business needs. They're looking for me and my skill sets and my characteristics. That's what I showed them on the job interview. That's what they chose. They chose me for what I have. Why did they choose me though specifically? How am I, I going to write that down? What's that going to look like? So again, those values and beliefs that you have about yourself, they're the filters through which you understand, you act, you decide, you judge others and their behavior and their actions. And again, you judge what is good and bad, what is right and wrong, what is just and unjust in the workplace. I think there's two ways to look at leadership philosophy that you can probably merge back together in the first The first way is kind of what I've already been talking about. It's looking inward versus looking outward at others. Looking inward, what's important to me? I'm a firm believer that I don't know if we can truly understand what someone else needs or wants or desires. They can tell us, but we don't truly really know. The only thing we truly know is ourselves because we are ourselves. We have the movie playing in our mind that loops constantly. No one else can see this movie but us. So looking inward first and looking outward. Again, do we even understand ourselves, what we need, what our desires are, what our values are? Maybe we have to work these out before we develop a leadership philosophy. What do I value? 
And maybe more importantly, more fundamental is where did that value come from? Where is it rooted? And could it be rooted in something faulty, right? A question I have is, might a philosophy of leadership help with the necessary but often underutilized task of reflection and self-reflection? Again, this could be a chance to just reflect, to contemplate, spend spend 10 minutes in contemplation about your leadership style, how you want to lead. How do you lead currently? What do you aspire to be? What is your reality versus what is your aspiration? Maybe they're close together or maybe they're far apart. Things you can work out in developing a leadership philosophy. Leadosophy believes that developing your philosophy of leadership requires vast amounts of caution because there are many things you cannot control as a leader that really may, may quite frankly, not need to be in your philosophy of leadership or have anything to do with your philosophy of leadership, which is why I always say, look inwards first. Look inwards, appear inwards for self-reflection. How do you want to lead? What you can't control, you can't choose your coworkers. You can't choose their personalities on the day-to-day. You can't choose the decisions that others make, the direction of the organization, or maybe you are high up and you can choose that, but oftentimes you're in a leadership role and you have no real say in what the direction of the organization is. You're along for the ride, so to speak. There are so many unforeseen circumstances that you cannot control, you cannot predict. Economic downturns, upturns, whatever it might be. There's so many things in the world of leadership that is just outside of your span of control. And if you try to control some of these, these things, you're going to go crazy trying to do that. So I think that's something you got to keep in mind when you're developing a philosophy of leadership is, okay, is my philosophy of leadership, you know, if, if I write this down and maybe it's a few sentences or maybe, you know, maybe it's a couple pages or maybe I'm writing an essay for a class, is it a bunch of stuff that I can't control? Because how can I follow this philosophy, this philosophy of leadership? How can I try to live by this philosophy of leadership if it's all just out of my control or a large part of it? But there are things you can, there are things you can control in the world of leadership and life in general, right? You can control your attitude, your reaction to positive and negative events, how you treat others. I think one of the, one of the better leadership philosophies that I read on the last episode was lead others like you want to be led. So if I'm developing a leadership philosophy, hopefully I'm developing this philosophy as if I'm going to be subject to this philosophy. I think you have to keep that in mind when you're developing a leadership philosophy. What if I'm the, on the other end of this philosophy? Would I want to be that person, right? We can't control how much information we gather. We can control the decisions we make, but not necessarily the outcomes that flow from those decisions. And I think that has to, I think we have to remain cognizant of that. I would say if you're going to develop a leadership philosophy, if you're entertaining the idea, have an open mind. A leadership philosophy, in, in the opinion of leadosophy, is that a leadership philosophy should be somewhat or maybe fairly dynamic. It's got to be a little fluid. You need room to grow. You need room to uh, maybe jettison old ideas or outdated ideas, or maybe you have a leadership philosophy and there's some values that are undergirding this philosophy that you know, maybe you don't necessarily agree with. Maybe it's just something you were taught along the way, but you've developed your own values 
and your own style of leadership that flows from these values. So I, I think it's a leadership philosophy is not something necessarily we we concretize it and we put it away for for posterity to judge hundred years from now. I think it can be very fluid in the moment. Maybe it's can it can change, it can grow, it can you know look different a year from now than what it is now. And our leadership philosophy in one job may look different in another job, right? So I think another part of a leadership philosophy has to deal with human behavior, you know, very psychologically driven. You know, do you know what motivates other people? You know, are you pessimistic about human behavior? Or are you optimistic? Do you think people are inherently lazy and you need corporate policies and programs to, to get them to do their job, to show up on time, to wear the right dress? Or do you believe that people are inherently motivated themselves? And they don't need a lot of incentive bonuses or things like that. This all might be part of a leadership philosophy. Other things you might think about is what goes into team dynamics? What makes a team effective? What creates cohesion in a team? What gets a team moving all in one direction towards a common goal? And again, I talked about this on the last show. What type of leadership or philosophy of leadership can, can help or get the most out of people achieving both common goals and personal goals simultaneously, is that possible? What is the drive and purpose of the team? You know, I kind of use sometimes the chef metaphor. What ingredients are you using to get the most out of team performance, team effectiveness? And again, I think one of the, kind of wrap this up a little bit. I think understanding yourself is a great way to start with the philosophy of leadership. I call it a, it's a cognitive mining operation. Right? You're, you're cognitive. It's cognitive mining. It's what it is. It's a mining operation into your own brain, your understanding, your concept of leadership. It's exploring what you think leadership is, what it could be, what you are as a leader, what you could be. And those are all parts of, of developing a leadership philosophy that might just be fluid and dynamic, not necessarily static or never changing. So one last question, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from developing a leadership philosophy? Do you have one? You may already have one. Have you noticed that your leadership philosophy has changed, has evolved as you've matured, as you've gotten older? You may see that as well. Open mind, open mind, because that's the rule, not the exception, especially with the leadership philosophy. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed this two-part episode on leadership philosophy. If you didn't see the first episode, go back and check it out. I really enjoyed it. Got to read some philosophies of others. Thanks for watching. And remember, leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and of life. See you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.